just reminding you. We have t-shirts in the shop. Just go to pgttcm.com. Check out all of our cool t-shirts and stickers. Heck, we even got some shelf curtains in there. Keep clean. Look cool. Have cool stickers to put on stuff. Join us on Patreon and get a free sticker. Or don't. It's up to you. from the Innsmouth Book Club. Join me and my fellow guide, John Chadwick, as we take you on a fortnightly tour of Innsmouth. We visit places such as the Picture House, the Library and Innsmouth Museum to discuss all aspects of weird fiction, whether it be book, film, music, TV or art. As well as that, we stop over at the Gilman House to have a chat with a resident guest. That includes authors, artists, musicians, in fact, Lovecraftian creatives of all types. You can find our free shows on Patreon, and there you can also sign up as a patron, which brings you bonus content, plus a monthly PDF copy of Innsmouth News, which features articles, author spotlights, all the latest news and reviews, and more. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash Innsmouth BC. We hope to see you soon because remember, Innsmouth isn't just a place, it's a state of mind. You're listening to KZOM, Oleander Public Radio. Greetings, listeners. It is I, TV Spitzer and Farmer Dave, here once again to talk to you about the Cthulhu Mythos, its books, its monsters, its unfortunate human casualties, its timeline in general, and even its tangential bits, like the dreamlands or things of a weird nature that are Lovecraftian leanings. Once more we head to those dark woods, further feeling those malevolent forces upon us. Once again we walk down the lightless stone staircase in the middle of nowhere. You're listening to KZOM. Wow, Dave. Uh, hey, how's 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 uh, how's how's everyone doing? Uh, hope everyone's having a great St. Patrick's Day. I know I have. I've been having a great St. Patrick's Day since 8 a.m. this morning. Um, and how's, how's everything up at the farm? We are broadcasting live from, uh, uh, the studio, which luckily is two blocks away from, uh, Oblivion's, but hey, how's, how's everything up at the farm? Baby goats being... I can almost hear Flogging Molly and the Pogues from, uh, Oblivion's from up here. Well, uh... Oblivion's does have a uh, no flogging mollies, no poser Irish bands, only real Irish bands. So it's all uh, like, oh man, uh, it's 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 a lot of U two. It's 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 a lot of uh, yeah, no Boston bands, no 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 Boston punk bands. Uh, it's 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 a lot of U two. It's a lot of uh, the Pogues. It's a lot of the uh, commitments. It's a lot of it's it's a lot of Irish bands, but not traditional Irish bands that you think that you would hear on St. Patrick's Day. 
anyway, and also let's not forget that Oblivion's is actually a German restaurant that people thought was an Irish restaurant. The bar's an Irish bar, but the restaurant's a German restaurant. So uh, come get uh, some pork knuckle and sauerkraut, uh, and uh, they've 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 got uh, they've 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 got the black lager. The uh, uh, oh man, I've been drinking too much of it to remember its name. Um, anyway, so we've got that going on down here. Although I am back at the studio, um, I have spent all morning at Oblivion's. We're talking about stuff today, Dave, aren't we? We are talking about things that are ghoulish. Ooh, that sounds good. That sounds good. But before we get to ghouls, uh, what's what's going on at the barn? Have how many baby goats have been born lately? So they we are we are waiting. We have a countdown. We uh-huh. had a couple lambs, uh, unexpected lambs. But the ghoul are the ghouls. I'm all excited <laughs> about talking ghouls. The goats. Uh, we're looking uh, any day now. Okay, cool. Very, very cool. I am so excited about more goats. Oh, man, I've been talking to some elementary school teachers. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but the elementary school shut down for the day for St. Patrick's Day because... Because it's a holiday. It's a holiday in Oleander. Um, And I've been, like, trying to be, like, adopt a goat. Like, every classroom adopts a goat. And then, like, putting some kind of paddock and then some stables and then, like, having, like, I don't know, like, let's let's get more goats. There's a lot of goats in, outside of Oleander, but it's not like goats are a huge part of the town's culture, even though, like, historically, like, pff, Oblivions, they have a goat. Um, the bowling alley used to have a goat. Some of those goats are actually part of your herd now. And, like... Goats used to be a huge part of Oleander. Everyone used to be like, look at my goat. And it's like the FFA isn't part of things anymore. 4-H isn't a part of things anymore. Anyway. Um, bring I've been, back goats. Yeah, bring, bring back, back goats. Bring, bring back, back goats. hats for men outside and goats. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've always been a uh, proponent of... Uh, <laughs> hats for everyone outside you don't want god looking at your brain anyway and tinfoil hats don't work for that you need lead mofos um anyway so what's what's new with you what 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 have you been doing this week dave well that is it we are just uh like i said we gotten everything out uh got all the barns cleared out Move the mothers into uh-huh. the barn that'll be expecting soon, and that's been uh, busy, but you know, busy but good. I I did drive into to uh, Sandy and uh, went to a McDonald's and got a Shamrock Shake Ooh. because you know, yeah, yeah, because because you know what would St. Patrick's do? Uh. Something about snakes, I think. Probably, probably kill heathens. That was kind of his thing. Yeah, yeah. Hey, don't we have something about snakes with Oleander? So, so yes. Uh, around um, right between World War One and World War Two, mm-hmm. um, uh, Josiah Oleander is supposed to have driven off all the mutant two-headed snakes uh, and driven them off across the Columbia River to um, 
Washington. Take that, but Washington. You know how, yeah, but you know how uh, you know how uh, oh, uh, St. Patrick's drove the snakes out of Ireland by raising his uh, uh, his uh, staff. Uh-huh. Uh Josiah Oleander uh, drove all the snakes off. By luring them into his Model T truck uh-huh. and driving them across the river. Yeah, no, it was across the 205 River. Um, well, it wasn't the 205 at that point in time. It was the I-5 bridge. Uh, you could take a ferry across where the 205 was. And um, I actually uh, went to school f- uh, from junior high to a little bit past high school, early college. Um in the town called Orchards, where those snakes were dumped, where the snakes then became heroes. Uh, because the snakes then, like, ended up eating a bunch of, like, weird uh, indigenous gross things that the townsfolk were like, oh, we can't fight these. And the snakes showed up, and everyone's like, yay, two-headed snakes. So, like, our, our, our school mascot was the fighting two-headed snake. This some called by some the Y snake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, some also known as the Orchard two-headed fighting snake, which honestly it's not like a really large snake or anything. It's pretty much a gardener, uh, like kind of like a little bit bigger than a gardener snake, but um, it's enough to like mess up some moles that you know we're doing some stuff. And also, uh, it, 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 it really took to, like, uh, eating a tansy ragwort, which messed up horses. So, I mean, you get that tan, uh, uh, those two-headed snakes out in the pastures, it'll uh, get rid of a lot of that stuff, some of that loco weed. Just pff, two-headed snakes. They're you know what amazing. else tansy kills? What's that? Goats. <gasps> Tansy Ragwort kills goats too. The, yeah, well, you got to clear all the tan. Yeah, so ever since we've no longer had two-headed sna- headed snakes, yeah, we have to clear. Yeah, but tan- Tansy is very fatal to to goats. Oh wow! No, I remember having to clear that stuff in Washington because as great as two-headed snakes are, you, you don't want to work them over too much because they also yeah. have to take care of those moles and shrews and true type things unfortunately they also go after rabbits which you know if you're raising rabbits for 4-h is not great we came home one year and two-headed snakes had decimated our lop ears and my sister was really upset next year great danes decimated our uh, lop ears and oh man we just gave up raising rabbits after that went for geese something that uh, two-headed snakes don't mess with or the geese. I love geese. Geese, goats, gargamel. Not gargamel, but anyway. Oh, I, could, G. I couldn't think of a third G. Uh, geese, gargamel, gaffinathewa. Garden snakes. Or, uh, you know what? Geese and uh, goats and ghouls. Oh, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's talk about some ghouls. Let's talk about some ghouls. So, Dave, um, oh, man, I want to talk about something else first uh, going on in my life. Arasaka. Arasaka Core. I've been yes. playing a ton of cyberpunk 
2077. And honestly, much like Skyrim and Fallout, um, my biggest adversary is not, you know, humans, but uh, not looking before I leap and like using my uh, cyber limbs to like jump huge heights and then forgetting that I don't have a building to grab onto. I don't have a thwip to uh, attach to anything. And it doesn't matter how cool my mono wires are. I can't use them to catch anything. And I end up dying on the streets of Night City, like getting hit by a uh, uh, Johnny Cab of sorts. But Like so many other <laughs> Trumbas. So you know where Arasaka is based on? What's Arasaka based on? It's actually based on... Um, um, okay, I guess it's Arasaka, and it's based on Arasaka, uh-huh. which was an actual munition munitions supplier oh. during, to the Japanese during World War II. Interesting, interesting, cool. I've been trying to break into their building uh, to get some uh, katanas that I missed in the uh, beginning part of the game, but no luck because uh, those those clues those hints were from a year ago before they patched the game and went oh yeah okay I guess people can steal those then huh and anyway yeah. bad intel yeah I, I uh, I've bad been intel doing, uh, Cyberpunk 2020 tabletop game uh-huh, uh-huh. and we got to the point in the fourth corporate war which is kind of spelled out but you know I just make the different missions sure sure where Arasaka basically purged all the uh, Militech operatives out of the Pacific Rim, oh. and so they, my team had to basically to go rescue a, a uh, a captured Militech spy. They had to make a deal with Sov Oil, uh-huh. and ended up having to to do a mission for Sov Oil so that they could get a get the location because there's no more intelligence operating in the Pacific Rim. Yeah, you follow the uh, Stormfront Guide for the Pacific, uh, the fourth fourth corporate war. Uh huh. Oh man, there's 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 stuff that I wish that about ten people listening to that understood what I just said. <laughs> no, no, no. We got a bunch of old heads who love RPGs. Listen to this, Dave. I don't. I you were we're talking directly to our audience, which is about ten people. So I guess you're right. Um, hey, 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 you ten, uh, pitch up and tell us what you want to listen to besides us talk about. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Cyberpunk. But yeah, no, no. I've been having a lot of fun just doing... I'm doing all the side quests before I start the main quest. So um, I am already have a street cred of 50, and I'm not even, like, 13th level. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just this, like, punk who's running around who has, like, way more cred than they can actually, like, physically cash out. So... It's 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 interesting. It's interesting. I'm like dealing with heavy hitters and then just using my like deck to like make people's heads explode from like a block away. <laughs> well, my 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 uh my cyberpunk red med tick is and I know it's a different game system. Sure. But purposely tries to avoid reputation points. Gotcha. Trying not to get people to know who they are. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, no, no, that uh, that subway being some sort of ghost makes way more sense for like deckers and stuff like that. 
and or uh, is is that what they're called in uh, Cyberpunk? What Netrunners. Netrunners. It makes way more sense for like Netrunners to like do not know who I am, as opposed to like your samurai chumbas who are out there being like, yeah, you better know my name, brother, because I got these. I, I got this mono wire. I can jump on you. Uh, you better not come into where I'm drinking and, like, try and rob the place because I will split you like your mama. Yeah, oh, over the weekend, my, my, my med tech stole a shark. Uh-huh. That's awesome. That, that, that was a, the, the mission we were playing nice. was stealing a, a shark from an aquarium. That's so cool. It was a pretty good game. Nice. I've I've just been randomly wandering Night City, like, fighting crime like Batman for fun. <laughs> because the police are a joke in Night City, but yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about ghouls. Let's, let's cyberpunk, because there's no ghouls in cyberpunk 2020. Well, well, there actually is, but that's besides the point. Really? Oh. Well, there's... There's there's cyber ghouls that steal cyber from. I did not know about that. That's well, not part of people uh, ripping off ripping off cyber from other people. There's also oh. there's also like there's also gangs that are like undead gangs that are based on zombies and ghouls and stuff. Oh wow! Because yeah, no, I just know people who uh, like harvest stuff from people or scabs, but that's generally like organs I've seen. But okay, good to know. Good to know. So, ghouls. Ghouls. Um, ghoul is an Arabic word. Yeah. And a creature. And so I have to admit, I'm, I'm not as maybe an expert on Arabic theology and mythology as I should be. Yeah. Well. But um, as near as I can tell, I'm not sure it's mentioned in the Quran, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but Muhammad does apparently mention ghouls in his writings. Okay. And originally, ghouls were um, a form of demon. Okay. Um, and related to maybe sort of lesser jinn. So they were they were a spiritual demon creature. And they appear in... Hold on uh, one second. Hold on one second. What's that? Okay, cool, cool. All right. All right. Um, sorry. Someone just... Uh, uh, anyway, uh, what were you saying? So, 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 ghouls were originally a a spiritual creature, a, a demon. Okay. Um, and they, you know, th- so, you know, Muhammad is comes actually relatively late in historical time, like the sixth century. Uh huh. Um. So, but there's thousands of years of of, of traditions, and so originally that they're. They're like their former gen. Um, and then they appear in the Arabian Nights, 1001 Arabian Nights. And we know Lovecraft loved this, and it definitely influenced uh, Lovecraft's writings. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and he read this as, as a child. But the thing is with the ghouls, they appear in. The first and the front, they don't appear in writing in, in the Arabic versions. Um, okay. Or are at least the way that we we see them. So 1001, you know, we think uh, 1001 Arabian Nights 
is of course going to be translated into English by Sir Richard Burton. Sure. Yeah. But okay. before it is translated into English, it mm-hmm. is translated into French. Okay. By a man, and again, I always mispronounce his his uh, name here, but uh, I believe it's Gallard is okay. his last name. Um, and Gallard is the first person to write down some of the biggest thousand and one, you know, Arabian night stories. Sure. He's the first one to write down Aladdin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's the first one to write down Ali Baba and the 40 thieves. Sure. Now he says that he got these from oral traditions and that mm-hmm. he didn't make them up. Um, some people think that since it's not written down beforehand, some people think that he actually created these stories, that they're not traditional Arabic stories. We just don't know. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, one, yeah. Of the, one of the stories, though, he created is uh, Amina and the Ghouls. Well, no, and, and I said created. I'm sorry. That's showing my bias. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but he wrote, was Amina and the Ghouls, which is a story about a woman who is married who would rather spend time in the graveyard with the undead ghouls eating bodies than be with her husband. Ooh, burn. But here's the thing. Yeah. That's the first writing that we have of ghouls being cannibals. Huh. So it is very possible that this whole idea that and, and that's what you know the word ghoulish you know mm-hmm. we, we 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 call cannibals ghouls you know yeah oh we someone who takes something from the dead we call them ghouls yeah that might not that might have been started by uh gallard okay um but it is actually one of the more during Especially in Europe, it's one of the stories that really picks up. Mm-hmm. And so it is definitely one of the stories or that concept of the ghouls. Yeah. It is seen in Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's definitely what influenced Lovecraft, but it may not be the same as what the, the ghouls like are in the original stories. Okay. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've, I've, I've always gotten the idea that like people, other people, like uh, Price, Chambers, uh, Height, uh, even uh, Joshi have talked about like ghouls traditionally being kind of an unclean gin is like traditionally what ghouls are. And that cannibalism was then kind of like tacked on at some point in time ever. But like people, you know, I haven't heard anyone say specifically what this is and when it is. It's just like people will just kind of like generally speak of ghouls. Thank you so much, Dave, for tacking that on to what it is specifically instead of just generally saying, well, ghouls are this and ghouls are that. And that's not an imitation of anyone who I mentioned previously. But so yeah, and, and and there's probably and people that have actually studied, you mm-hmm. know, Arabic traditions probably have much more details than sure, I have. But that's sure. just sort of the general story. Um, and and so 
it definitely leads to to Lovecraft's opinions or influences ghouls. And one of the things that we don't really get from Lovecraft uh-huh. is how someone becomes a ghoul. Oh. So so we 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 have um we have Pikmin. Mm-hmm. And Pikmin is apparently a human being most yeah. of his life. Yeah. Because enough people, no one really knows, oh, he had like this dog shape. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when Randolph Carter finally meets him in, you know, uh, the Dreamlands. Dream Quest, yeah. He, he's, he's, he's transferred. Oh, he's yeah. He's become a ghoul. Yeah. So, um, the, the question is... Um, how did he become a ghoul? I think you become a ghoul by spending time with ghouls. I don't know if ghoul is necessarily a race upon itself as, as more as it is maybe a subclassification of humans. I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like it's this thing like deep ones where it's like you start out as a deep one and then you meet humans and then you make their progeny uh deep ones this feels more like kind of like some sort of like uh other things in the mythos where it's like when you come in contact with it it mutates you and that is a distinctive possibility mm-hmm. and, and it's hinted in by many authors yeah uh and, and it could be multiple purposes sure i think there might be a different clue though yeah and we see in Pikmin, one of Pikmin's paintings, mm-hmm. we have the ghouls swapping out a child. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the changeling. So is it possible that that they are a race like the Deep One? Yeah. And that it's that they're sw- not maybe reproduced like human beings, but have um, reproduced or like cuckoos. That they are changelings that they swap out the baby ghouls that look and appear normal with human beings. Well, I, I think it can be a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B in this thing. I mean, absolutely. I, I think if you spend time around ghouls, it's it's not like oh, that was a baby ghoul, and then I realized I was a ghoul, so I hung out with ghouls. It's like there's something about ghouls I find enticing. I'm going to spend more time with ghouls. I'm becoming a ghoul. And if you have a baby with a ghoul, or if you are ghouls that have a baby, you're going to have a humanoid-looking baby enough. Um, I don't know if, like, if a baby ghoul spends more time around humans that they become more humanoid. Um, that's 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 uh, something for writers and game designers to come up with. Uh, which, I mean, I, I think on some level, uh, Dave, you and I are both that, but on a uh, amateur level. And, um, but yeah, no, no, no. I, I think, and, and like, there's multiple levels to being a ghoul. I mean, if, if you, you could just be a ghoul who's like a humanoid who skulks around on the edge of society, who maybe doesn't have the dog legs yet, or maybe is just like kind of like folk horror, like um, picture in the book. Um, you're, you're, you just consist on 
dead flesh and you lure people to your edge of humanity and you know what maybe you know greater ghouls maybe you know maybe maybe there's some sort of classification let's get into like a uh not quite D D on D D of this yet but like a taxonomy you might have lesser ghouls like you have lesser vampires like uh they're the ones like pikmin who bring people to places on the edge of to, to, to liminal spaces and uh places between things like the shoddy neighborhood and like the complete uh i don't know um lack of uh, lack of i don't know uh, uh um I, i'm trying to figure out how to describe this um like the empty empty sub basement areas that uh exist in like the terrible terrible neighborhoods that are like this kind of like entryway into the ghouls home world down below into the dreamlands or subterranean places that ghouls live um i don't know um you know you might have like these these like greater ghouls that are like priests to like uh or sathagwa or whomever living in underground places and like the uh, lesser ghouls being more humanoid looking, they haven't quite, they haven't quite degenerated enough that they are uh, living underground and can't pass as, as humanoids. I, I know that there's stuff like this in the Delta Green handbook and there's like stuff about this kind of a little bit and like uh, mythos stories, but yeah, no, there's there's like episodes of Tales from the Crypt. There's 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 uh, excuse me, uh, there's um, all kinds of stuff out there that that it's it's like ghoul mythology without getting into like video game stuff about ghouls that deals with radiation or uh science fiction stuff about like undead it's 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 like ghouls aren't quite undead they're 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 living things that they're they're more supernatural than being undead they're like partly us but also not us they're they're the other but also us at the same time it's this confusing thing i don't know i'm i'm, I'm done rambling no, no, I think you're absolutely <laughs> and, and and you're right in the fact that that ghouls have been, you know, horror, mm-hmm. science fiction, you know, uh, the the creatures that come back from, you know, Quatermass. Yes. Or or you know, there's a lot of a lot of early fifties, sixties science fiction where the astronauts are turned into ghouls. Yeah. Or, you know, even psychological horror. Yeah. Where, you know, in ways, you know, Norman Bates is kind of seen as not a supernatural ghoul. Yeah. But a, as a ghoul. Something I've talked about on this show in like the very early, early seasons is the zombies, quote unquote, in Night of the Living Dead were not considered zombies until sometime in the 70s. They were ghouls. They were called ghouls. Yeah. Like that's that's what they were they were they were uh not quite dead and they were feasting on uh flesh 
Ne- never say never say the Z word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. And and I, I really don't like zombie for describing like undead because zombies are, 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 are brainwashed living who are, are slaves until they have salt and they remember who they are. It's 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 totally different. It's man. Yeah. Zombie is a dumb word to use for the undead. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so uh, another kind of and we're jumping around. Sure. Yeah. But with uh you know how Amina is not mentioned in the Lovecraft stories. Yeah, yeah. But I think that there are two references to somebody based on Amina. Okay. And they're and Lovecraft uses the name that he got from Lord Dunzany, who people have said. Herodotus and said was a historical character was not sure, but Nitocris. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's who so I was thinking. Nitocris appears twice. Yeah, in Lovecraft stories, because Lovecraft hears Lord Dunzany. The only time he hears him talking, mm-hmm. he talks story of Nitocris. Yeah, uh, and I believe she appears uh, in the in, uh, the Outsider, and then we even. I believe see her briefly, if not described, in uh, under the pyramids, or I think yeah. it was also published under uh, "Imprisoned with the Pharaohs," mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where you know she has this half beautiful face and half you know like rat-eaten face. Yeah, and, and I think that Lovecraft's version of Nitocris, a very good chance, was based on Amina. Uh, I, I have to say, uh, and. Example of Nitocris that I think is really based off of uh, Amina, but may not know it, is uh, Ashley Diosis's Nitocris, which is this goddess of ghouls, which is, is, is a really good. It, I, I think she's she's read it a few times on the show, but if if, if you can go out and check it out, I, I highly recommend it. I, I can't remember what books, and I'll I'll put a a link in the show notes. But but in in the Lovecraft mythology, at least she's meant in the mythos, she's mm-hmm. mentioned twice yeah. as being the queen of the ghouls. Correct. Now we got one other thing that I kind of wanted to to sort of share is, you know, where do these ghouls come from? Who is the father of ghouls? Huh. Um. And his name is Shurash Ho. Oh, you have an answer to this question. Nice. Yeah, so Shurash Ho apparently appears in some of the Lovecraft letters, uh-huh. but he never writes a story about it. And he doesn't mention, so he never appears in any of the stories, but he mentions it in uh, some of the letters that he sends out to uh, in his writing circle. And which he is referred to as the father of all ghouls. Huh. And he's sort of this, there's different artist version of being this sort of big blobbler creature uh, with maybe skeletal hands. And, um, and we just don't have a lot about it because, yeah. like I said, he never appears in any of the books, but he does Lovecraft writes about it in his friends and sort of when they play that game about who's related to who. Yeah. Uh, and so 
Um, who did Lovecraft that... says who's related to the blobular ghoul? <laughs> well, so he, he well, so the ghouls. Okay. And that, um, and some people, I believe, afterwards. Uh-huh. Uh So there was. Um, okay, so I'm trying to. Write. He wrote a letter to John F. Morton. Okay. Uh, um, as a basically as if Lovecraft was a genetically related to Cthulhu. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that there were other descendants in this letter. Uh, Kabah the certain, uh, and Gulf the bar the borrower. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh And he talks about uh, Shara Ho as being the father of the ghouls. Okay. And it is kind of believed that that's supposed to be um, literal. Okay. You know, and, and a lot of stuff, uh, like a lot of stuff, Dareleth, uh, Clark Ashton Smith took these genealogy things yeah. a lot more serious in their stories than Lovecraft did. Yeah, Lovecraft, yeah. I think, always thought it was a joke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he, he creates these cr- this creature, which is at least called the father of the ghouls. Okay. But we don't see him in any stories. So we don't know, is he literally the father of the ghouls genetically? Mm-hmm. Is he some sort of alien super scientist who made them biologically? Um, or... Um, or yeah, so we don't know where that title comes from, but somehow uh, Shurash Ho is related to the Lovecraft in Ghouls. Okay. And whether the biologically or do the original Ghouls pray to him to get magic or ointment to become Ghouls, or did mm-hmm. he genetically? I mean, that's just totally interpretate up to people's interpretation writing. I've I've always liked the concept of like kind of an all father of ghouls or an all mother of ghouls, like the first uh, humanoid to like eat of human flesh and then be cursed by like whatever humanoid gods that actually like govern things, like uh, in 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 like a D and D type uh, setting. Uh, in in a Lovecraftian setting, it's it's kind of like you know like elder gods that don't really do much except for like kind of like shit on humans. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 like you know it's like oh yeah the the elder gods saw a human like eat other eat another human and then like you know curse them. <laughs> and, uh, that's that's how I explain it in uh, uh, like. Call of Cthulhu kind of stuff. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, no, there is, there is, there is definitely kind of like the uh, Dagon and Hydra of the ghouls, who is kind of like the original species, and it may be an alien outsider who like ate humans and then was like, oh, this is changing me into something I don't want to be. I shouldn't have done that, and ends up becoming like kind of like this progenitor of the ghoul species, but that, that is like such a, like far off unknown that it's like not even worth knowing to like anyone who is dealing with ghoulification in the 20th century. It's like knowing the name of the first ghoul isn't going to be like, that's, that's like knowing the first 
humanoid that dropped down from the trees or whatever, like the, the first people who decided to build a hut, you know, um, that's, that's, that's like, we don't know their names. Just like, we don't know who the first ghoul is. It's, it's, it's like kind of like more theoretical than anything else is, is the way I kind of treat it. But, um, yeah, no, no, no. I, I definitely treat ghouls as like a thing in all of my RPGs, all of my stories, and rarely are they like an undead. They're more always kind of like a fact of life. It's like these are humanoids that are kind of like uh, kind of like a not. I don't want to say degenerate form, but it's kind of like this like. Um, I don't know, other, like, flesh-consuming other. Twilight-dwelling, flesh-consuming other. That's what ghouls are. Yeah. And and we see this in some extent Uh in things like the McKenzie, or uh, the the Ken in um, Lovecraft, where it's 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 de-evolved humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Lovecraft still keeps the ghouls very separate from his other creatures, which um, uh, are you know which Robert E. Howard sort of refers to as aboriginals, you know yeah. where we they go back to evolution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. And, and in some part, you could even say, even though it's not hinted, but you know the the. Uh, Depo, uh, Depoirs and um, Rats in the Wall. Yeah. They may have some association with ghouls. Yeah, yeah. They have like some sort of like fancy, they're, they're like fancy ghouls. <laughs> Which again kind of ties with the theory that possibly at least some level they're, le- they're genetic lines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely. And I, I don't know, it's, 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 it's like part of me goes, huh, was Joseph Kerwin a ghoul? And like, like more of like the lesser ghoul, like Pikmin was at some point in time before he became, like crossed over to the dreamlands and became like a full on ghoul. And then I think like the next step after like greater ghoul is then, I don't know, maybe, maybe you do something, maybe you, uh, undergo some sort of metamorphosis later and become like a ghast because yeah, like are all ghouls are all ghouls wizards and some keep to take a different uh, form that Kerwin did chose not to yeah yeah definitely definitely um there's there's something to go with there for sure but i i i, I do believe there is some sort of like genetic thing where it's like at some point in time a ghoul does become a ghast because ghouls live for so long they may just like at some point in time after like a couple hundreds of years maybe a thousand years or so like grow into a ghast which is like a little a little less uh vocal a little less like uh mindful and a lot more physical more of a beast you know becomes more of a beast and less of a uh wizard i don't know kind of kind of a bit of a hell if you you ask me but biologically it might be what happens 
and, and that's the brilliance of Lovecraft. He uh-huh. never tells us. No, oh yeah, no. He leads out maybe these clues, and some of them he made it subconsciously. Sure. But he doesn't come out and he doesn't tell you uh, these things. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but I mean, I, I just think that's that's something kind of fun to think about as a, a writer or game developer or whatever. It's like ghouls may become ghasts. There might be a lesser form is which what humanoids are like like more human humanoids are in in Lovecraftiana. And uh I think this is now a good point for us to uh take a quick break. I'm going to run down to Oblivion's for about 10 minutes and then run back to the station and you check on your goats and let's do some D&D on D&D. That sounds like a plan. All right, let's meet back here in 10 or 15 or 20. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Thank you once again for listening to People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. You can help show your support by going to the show notes and following any of the links that'll tell you how to support the show and how to support our guests. And thank you to all of our guests who you can find in the show notes. Rate, review, subscribe. And remember, patrons get priority access to asking us questions, suggesting topics, even, I don't know... Uh, submitting stuff. Actually, you don't have to be a patron to submit anything. That's how Dave got on the show, and that's how you can get on the show, too. It's the People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Thank you for listening. Back to the show. Okay, uh, more ghoul talk <laughs> in a few moments, all right. Okay, let me take a breath, drink some water. <sighs> hey everyone, we are back. I just got back from Oblivion's, which has a corned beef commercial going on. If you don't know what a corned beef commercial is, it's a big slab of sour, uh, not sourdough, um, what do you call that? Uh, oh, my brain's not working. Anyway, it's bread, that, it's, it's bread, it's bread, but it's like, uh, bake, uh, baking soda bread. Anyway, my brain's not working right now and there's cabbage and there's corned beef and it's like eight bucks. It's nine bucks. Sorry. There's the 99 after it. Anyway, you can get uh, that and a Guinness for uh, about about 12 bucks. That's a good deal. Um, and there's some other stuff involved there that I'm supposed to tell you about, but I forgot. Um, I got it for free, and I'm supposed to tell you to go down to... Um, Oblivions. Oblivions. And you can pet the hell goat. And you can uh, feed the hell goat beer. You can play Marble Madness. Uh, you can put stuff on the jukebox. And, and dance a jig. Yeah. And uh, due to mask laws in Oregon right now, you can hang out on the patio without a mask. And it's all cool in the school. But um, I wouldn't do a jig without a mask. I didn't want people to know that it's me dancing. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm still wearing a mask everywhere just because of the fact that... Um, 
I've been paranoid about germs, and I get the flu really easily. So, anyway, uh, we're talking about ghouls some more, aren't we? Yes. Okay. So yes, we are. We're role-playing ghouls. Yeah. Or uh, ghouls and role-playing. Definitely. Definitely. I have to say, I kind of like the concept of the onion unpeeling, where you encounter something like pitcher in the book then you go into something a little bit which leads into something more like rats in the walls that then leads into something like pikmin's model which then leads into like maybe uh dream quest of unknown kadath vela panath kind of stuff but maybe the ghouls aren't friendly to you it's like more of like a ghoul stronghold that's that's my first pitch that's my first pitch and that's where you also learn that you know what you first fought and were dealing with were like ghouls like lesser ghouls and then you deal with like lesser ghouls that are more like sorcerers and then you deal with ghoul ghouls who are all sorcerers and then you get to deal with ghasts and gugs and ghouls and all that kind of fun stuff Kind of like a no. ghoul mini adventure, but you know you could base it all in the twenties. You could base it all in the two thousands. I mean, ghouls are ghouls, and, and uh, yes, and there's definitely things that you can do because ghouls. If you've run, you know, more than two or three first level characters, uh-huh. you've fought ghouls. Yeah, and the pro. I'll, I'll tell you the one problem as a dungeon master game master mm-hmm. ghouls is that they're not match for clerks no especially and i'm still working out kind of the 5e but 3.5 you know it would just 3.5 clerics would just go through the undead yeah 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 it was it was i, I played a lot of five uh 3.5e uh pathfinder clerics for sure because they just plowed through the undead. It was awesome. So there is different levels of ghouls. And, and, and this is where one of the things, like we've discussed before, uh-huh. ghasts were not really ghouls in Lovecraft. No. But they are kind of uh, powerful ghouls in D&D or yeah. Step Up. Yeah, yeah. But there's another type of ghoul uh-huh. in 5.02. What's that? Uh, the abyssal ghoul. Ooh. So these are, and I'm not, I've gone over the stats. I haven't played or used any of my games. Yeah. Um, but um, these are undead creatures that serve uh, one of the drow goddesses. Ooh. Uh, one of the lesser ones. Uh, and... So there are definitely levels of ghouls. So you got a more powerful ghoul, you've got gas, but in a way too, if you really wanted to keep the thing going, mm-hmm. you could say that um that the ghouls are that a, a leech is a form of ghoul. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, that's that's kind of what I treat as like I don't know. I, I, I do treat leeches as, or liches, I say, as ghouls. Or, or you know, kind of like a top-tier undead. But, yeah. 
so um, the thing too, mm-hmm. there is, and part of the beauty is everything that Lovecraft wrote. Yeah. Except for the things that he wrote with C. M. Eddy, is Wigginier's public domain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That also said um, that. Um, a big fan or a big influence, I think, in D and D, is Sandy Peterson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there are a lot of new supplements for Pathfinder in D and D that that bring Lovecraft and ghouls into in, into the D and D, and this could really, especially if you've got this person that's played. Uh, clerics all the time yeah and then all of a sudden it's it's a flesh and blood creature uh-huh so there, there's definitely things that you can throw out oh yeah uh I, just going through also there's uh in D D there's rules for uh lacedon uh-huh which is an aquatic ghoul Ooh, and, cool. and, and i love i love the idea uh, of aquatic ghouls yeah in fact, I'm really surprised. I mean, there's a couple of sh- mythos short stories by people where they're like boats of undead ghoul fighting pirates and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, but, y- y- you know, you only see aquatic ghouls in one Chaosium supplement, and that's uh, Bermuda Triangle. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this whole idea is almost biblical. Uh-huh. That the sea will give up its dead. Uh-huh. Does we're not promised by the Bible what shape the dead's going to be in. Uh-huh. So and and we see these and you know obviously it's not the way we think of them as ghouls but uh pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Or the fog. Yeah. You know that the this the this whole idea. In fact, that's where Davy Jones comes from. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Dabe Jonas is this African voodoo god or African god mixed with the story of Jonas. You know, he's we. That's what the 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 slaves would say when the boats, the slave boats wouldn't return after a storm. You know that uh-huh. that. Uh, David Jonas got him, you know, Davy Jones locker is taken. So I think there's a whole lot of, especially at Port City, this whole idea that the sea is returning. It's dead, but yeah. not in the way you wanted it to. No, no. And, and that's that, that, that feels Lovecraftian in a way that is like unapproached by Lovecraft. Yeah, and, and, and the like I said, the the big, the one big thing that is just so hard, uh-huh. and, and I'm gonna, I've been offered some uh, one shotters, sure, that I'll be running, and so try it on five E. It's just how is is the clerics, yeah, that you got these un low level undeads, clerics just wipe them out. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, something I wanted to talk about with D and D, and and role playing in general. Two things I wanted to talk about. First thing I wanted to talk about is 
uh, humanity uh, on the edge of of like uh, ghoul infestation, uh, humanity on the edge of like uh, uh, ghoul aligned uh, spaces into other worlds and stuff like that. Kind of like what if you have like kind of like a countryside that is splotched with uh, picture in the house. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre-esque, kind of like in your, your D&D campaign, your Shadowrun campaign, your, your, your Call of Cthulhu campaign. This is out in the middle of nowhere, and you have families that, that worship some sort of degenerate god, some sort of like uh, Dunwich Township, but like further out, kind of like the whole countryside is just like the hills run wild, and you know, they're all up on Sentinel Hill, and you know, anyone who comes into this area doesn't quite make it out. You know, uh, may maybe if someone's just kind of like important enough, you know, they'll get through. But otherwise, you don't, you know, if you stay in these hotels, if you, if you, uh, you know, linger too long in these towns, your, 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 your boots are on sale next week. And you're, you're uh, the, uh, kidney pie that's being sold uh you know but th these these are like kind of like friends of ghouls not quite ghouls but like they want to be ghouls <laughs> kind of like and then your next layer is 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 like the actual like ghouls who dwell underneath the city or the townships or you know and and then maybe they that 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 leads to some sort of like Veil of Panath esque kind of like underworld, where I don't know uh, a drow god is worshipped, uh, some sort of like uh, ghast god is worshipped. I don't know. I don't know. That's something for you to figure out. Just just something I'm throwing out for fun. Well, and, and I like the idea. I mean, we think of vampires having human helpers. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Redfield, uh, you know, and uh, Vampire Masquerade, they're called ghouls. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it's like, vampires are just sexy ghouls. <laughs> they sexy are, yeah. European friend, ghouls. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had a friend, you know, that, that you know, vampires were, were hot and sexy, uh -huh. but, but zombies were not. I go, you know, they just... They're the same thing. They just look different. Yeah, I was gonna say like ghouls. Ghouls, I imagine looking like Nosferatu, but when they're young, they look like uh, Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> exactly. So why can't ghouls? If ghouls are intelligent, uh huh. And, and I and I think that there's no game where the, I think they may not be super intelligent, but like. IQ 10, I think, yeah. is the average, which means your average human intelligence. Sure, sure. Why can't they make alliances? They've got the, you know, make alliances oh, yeah. for, with oh, yeah. human beings and have followers, offer them magic, offer them the treasures of the dead bodies. Definitely. And, and we see this in some mythos in... Um, and you know uh, the, the book cults the ghoul. ghoul are, 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 are are ghouls just like low charisma vampires? <laughs> I, I mean, anyways, yeah. 
in a way they they are and they're they're i mean they may need to eat meat as opposed to just drink blood but yeah 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 i mean is 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 a wealthy ghoul just a vampire is is a uh, a ghoul with high cheekbones and a harem <laughs> a vampire <laughs> yeah exactly and and especially if if ghouls are contagious in some way yeah yeah or and 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 i'm not a huge fan of of you know you gotta you get bit by a ghoul or a vampire and you gotta make a uh, uh a wisdom save or a fortitude save or you become one but i do like the idea you know if they die if a, a pc dies literally dies and i don't usually kill pcs they come back Oh, um, that's not how I do it. I I learned a little thing from Lost Boys about like drinking blood. <laughs> I've always treated it like becoming a vampire. Personally, it's like you have to like eat the blood and and you know eat and drink of the uh, flesh of a ghoul and like I don't know. I'm I'm not going to go into other religions that talk about eating and drinking of flesh and blood, but yeah. <laughs> so. But another, I think, is a good example uh-huh. um, is um, Resident Evil. Ooh, yeah. You know, not they got the zombies, but you got all these other creatures yeah. that are these these bio weapons based on dead bodies. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's some things that I would call ghouls in Resident Evil. Uh, even Silent Hill for some, but oh man, Resident Evil, like Resident Evil 4 and even Resident Evil, I think it's 8. But yeah, oh man, no, Resident Evil, uh, yeah, I, I love video games. I can't play Resident Evil. I have to watch the playthroughs online. I know that's probably like the way it is for you too, Dave, but that's because you would just walk everyone into walls. I'm too much of a chicken to play. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and nowhere else, I think, is a really good sort of um, I Am Legend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. No, that's that's a great that's a great example of ghouls, whether you're talking the Will Smith or the Vincent Price. Um, or the Richard Matheson book. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just like, was that Will Smith or is that someone else who was in that? Yeah, that was Will Smith. Okay, I haven't seen the modern one. I've just seen the Vincent Price one a billion years ago. But yeah, which, which for those who are looking for it, uh, it was it's it is I Am Legend, but it's under Omega Man. It's yeah, the title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wait a minute, that's the uh, Charlton. Oh Heston. yeah, no, you're right. Omega Man is the Charlton Heston version. Yeah. Um. I'm not sure what the uh, last man on earth. Last man on earth, yeah. I think it was the Vincent Price one. I'm, I'm so. just gonna say that sounds about right. Uh, if if we're wrong, I'll throw up a link in the show notes. But yeah, yeah. Ghouls in media definitely give you some ideas for uh, ghouls in games. Like, um, oh man, what's the name of that movie? Um, had a comet in it. Uh, uh, Night, Night of the, of the comet. comet. Yeah, that there's there's. Daddy would have got us Uzis. Yeah, Dad would have got us Uzis. Um, that 
is some good examples of ghoulification in sci-fi. I want to talk about ghouls in sci-fi now. Um, another great of ghoul, uh, example of ghouls in sci-fi is the Fallout series, where it's the people who have the FEV virus, the forced evolutionary virus, and then are exposed to radiation, uh, become ghouls, living, talking, um, dead bodies, that then, once they absorb too much radiation, become feral ghouls. They don't feast upon the dead like regular ghouls don't feast upon the dead. Pretty much what they do is uh, bitch and moan and do drugs and complain about how things are different than they used to be and go, hey, I've got a skills. I can cut your hair. And they all have kind of gritty old crusty voices. And that's how you know someone's a ghoul in Fallout. Um, <laughs> but then they, they take too much radiation, then they're all like, blah, 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 blah. and you know, there's, there's like variations of different types of ghoul and fallout, like fallout New Vegas had like the, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of them, the fallen or the, whatever they were in, oh man, uh, honest hearts. No, not honest hearts. Anyway. Uh, one of them, it was like uh, windblown, all their skin was off, and they were like just like musculature, dead people. It was gross. But it's, I don't know, it's its kind of like this, um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's this interesting thing. It's like people being othered by uh, forces of destruction that are man-made. Um, it's an interesting concept. It's, it's people becoming the other through biological warfare and chemical warfare. Um, but yeah, no, no, it's, and, it's, and, and if you're going to make it, if you're going to make it into a, a, a medieval setting, uh -huh. maybe magical warfare or, 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 or some sort of like magical plague. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or just, uh, a plague. That is 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 like of a fantasy nature, or, or or maybe something happened, and there's a bad supply of healing potions, Ooh. and now they all become, uh, uh, they now become you know, ghoulish creatures. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did something once where a uh, ghoul was. Uh, like, someone thought that, that they could uh, preserve someone to, like, save them from ghoulification. Uh, so they put them in brandy, and then that brandy was sold. And that brandy uh, turned everyone who drank it into a ghoul. And then you had a okay. whole town a whole town dealing with some sort of, like, magical ghoulification. Um, which then spread because of bites and scratches. And, you know... Your person wakes up from a festival to find out, like, everyone who he thinks is, or whoever they think is just, like, passed out party revelers and stuff like that is actually, like, people dealing with ghoulification and their new sensitivity to sunlight. So, <laughs> not that ghouls, like, die from sunlight, they just shun it, so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I think there are yeah I think that people have got a lot of options for for ghouls in uh, role playing games. Oh yeah yeah. Uh, do you have any other ideas for ghouls in role playing games, modern or like uh, Call of Cthulhu or anything like that? 
Neither than than I like the idea that you know maybe that it's it's a a lab experiment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like the idea. You know, go let's go back to you know, Quatermass, where it's a, it's a spaceship returns and it's got some sort of virus. Cool, cool. Uh, another thing I was thinking of is what if you have like a Delta Green thing going on, and it's actually like you have to go somewhere in the Middle East. And, you know, like something is broken and needs to be fixed, like uh, maybe some sort of tomb or casket or something like that has been. I mean, you could even do that in like uh, old D&D or not even have to make it Delta Green necessarily, but just like you're somewhere in the Middle East and uh, someone digs up something that they shouldn't have. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode of People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos Spotlight Ghouls. Uh, This episode has been brought to you by Copper Cow Coffee. Which, if you drink it, you will not become a ghoul. You will not become a ghoul. We can, Unfortunately, maybe, you know. Yeah. Maybe you want to be a ghoul. If you want to be a ghoul, do not drink Copper Cow Coffee because it will fight ghoulification with its uh, multiple flavors. Uh, rose, unfortunately, is not a flavor that's available right now, but they still have that really good lavender, uh, churro, salt caramel, mocha. Uh, they've got a ton of lattes, and the lattes come with uh it's it's just pour over coffee and the lattes are sweetened condensed milk in these little cool containers that uh i i don't drink the sweetened condensed milk so i give them to sarah and she just uses them for all kinds of stuff by all kinds of stuff i mean her coffee in the morning uh but yeah copper cow coffee check the show notes and also hey if you're looking for a guitar glary's got you covered and Glary's got some great deals going on right now, so check out Glary in the show notes as well and save a ton of money on your brand new guitar, guitar parts, guitar things, guitar That strings. you can use to buy coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, save that money, buy coffee, and we'll see you next time. Dave, do you have anything to say about ghouls, goats, or, uh, I don't know, geese before we leave? <laughs> Ah, just uh, beware the G's. Yeah, I I say as long as you feed them, you don't have problems with goats, geese, or ghouls. See you next time, everyone. Bye. That was a...
a spine-tingling, nerve-shattering podcast featuring all your favorite monsters. You won't believe your ears when you listen to Monster Kid Radio. Here your host, Derek M. Cook, and his ever-rotating stable of guests discuss your favorite classics and sometimes not-so-classic monster movies. Subscribe to Monster Kid Radio through iTunes or Stitcher, or visit monsterkidradio.net before the next weekly episode of Monster Kid Radio. Go through the archives for interviews with Sarah Karloff, Victoria Price, and Joel Hodson. Listen to discussions about movies like Creature from the Black Lagoon, Island of Terror, and King Kong. And don't forget convention coverage from Monster Bash and the HP Lovecraft Film Festival, Classic Monsters, Modern Talk, and the head of Rondo Hatton, only on Monster Kid Radio. You're listening to KZOM Oleander Oleander Public Oleander Public Radio Ole Oleander Public Radio Oleander Public Radio